Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 388, recorded from the DeFont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, and sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? How are you, Pies? I'm doing good. What's new? Not much. No? I got the new uh, the new studio is finished. It looks good. As you can see. People yeah, listening cannot, good. but it's, uh, it's done. And uh, just starting to get it settled in. I got the, uh, the studio equipment hooked up. I got the bar starting to come together. At the uh, the TV with the logo. I like how I spent that time to put the logo on the TV when and nobody can see it. Only you and I are the ones. That yeah, are we'll have to it. go live one of these Fridays. That's true. You know what would look good on that TV over your right shoulder? What's that? Like a, a, a like a cosmic menu. Like how they have them on. Oh like yeah, yeah, four yeah. Different boards. Like you could just have like the sandwiches. That would be good. Oh, I already got, it's already lost the logo. I got the uh, the screensaver on, so I'm gonna go ahead and and turn the TV off anyway. Here, yeah, God background. knows what you downloaded and is gonna end up showing up on your TV. Yeah, so we don't want that. Luckily, it's it's not recording. So you had some uh, you had an eventful weekend. What happened? My Facebook got hacked. How how did that like? How did you find out? Like you just couldn't log in. I got see. I've been getting emails like. Over the past month, that somebody's been trying to hack it, who, and who every, sent you these emails. It comes from Facebook. And then, did you just ignore them until they finally were successful, or what? No, they tell you to like reach to change your password. Okay. Um, and you had done that, obviously. Yeah, but they still got it, huh? So then I changed my. I had my old uh, business fa- uh, email address. So then I changed it to a different address. Yeah, to your like to your Gmail or whatever. Correct. Yeah. So then Friday I'm looking at my at my Gmails and I'm seeing Facebook account recovery codes and I see Facebook password change. Uh oh. And it says <laughs> if you did not request this change. Please. Hi Michael, your Facebook password was changed on Friday, August thirteenth at four twenty two AM. And it was from a T Mobile. Which is not you. Which isn't me. There was no way to like say that wasn't me. It was too late by the time. No, so I so I did. I went in there and said it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. So then they give me um like a code to type to type in. To recover it, kind of. To recover it. 
Yeah. Well, my email's already been changed. Oh, so you couldn't even... So as soon as they got it, they just logged into a different email? Yeah, so like it's like a, a it's it's an like a Yahoo or something like an old like something that nobody uses anymore. Hmm. So then, yeah, it's even... it's a Hotmail. Like who uses Hotmail? Yeah, right. So now they want to send the code to this Hotmail account instead of sending it to my regular Which is account, the hacker's account, correct? Presumably. Mm-hmm. Now I have to say, and I don't hate this. Um, this line of questioning from Doug Willing. Yeah. When I mentioned it, he thinks you got kicked off Facebook. He thinks you're making up the hacker story. Well, I mean, I don't really post on Facebook. So <laughs> that was, I mean, that's, that's a good point, but I was wondering what you could have. I mean, the last post I did was that we won money in a, in our Saturday game. I don't think. Oh, how'd the Saturday game go? You started off with the double, double birdie parts. I had right? 10 double bogeys yesterday. That's not good. 10. That's 20 over. Yeah, it's on those ten holes. How did, is it just the driving, or is it all short game still? Oh, it's everything. It's just I I got to take lessons. I my I have no swing plane. I can't repeat anything. Mm, that makes it tough. I'll hit drivers good for four holes, and then I just go back to the hundred and eighty yard snap hook. I just mm. it's just no, no consistency, nothing. You got to get off the tee. I imagine that place, especially, you got to be in your own fairway. Yeah, or in somebody else's fairway. I mean. And even if you're playing out of the trees, you still can knock it up. Like I told Kurt, you know, I, I punch out from the trees. I got 92 yards in. You got to put a you got to put a gap wedge on the green and two putt and make your bogey, or at least be close to the green. Or be close. It's just it's it's no fun. I'm not. I don't. I don't like it anymore. I'm not having fun. No, no, that's tough. You go through these stretches, but you never get like you go through stretches where you play okay, but then you usually go backwards. Like you never go through the stretch where you play really well it seems like no like hole for holes you do but you don't go you don't have like an 81 in your back pocket so no nope which is not good it's the wrong direction are you gonna take a week off or are you gonna just double no because the course is closed next week so i'm gonna play this week and start taking lessons and just keep grinding was it closed for like airification and everything? yeah airification and then two weeks that's only for five days and then two weeks for the clubhouse there cleaning carpets and scrubbing the restaurant and all that stuff. I mean, this is the time, right? August, this is their this must be the most dead time for them. Yeah, plus it probably has to do with like the growing season too. Oh, that too, but I just mean the clubhouse wise. Yeah. But I guess they you coincide you're not going to close the clubhouse when the golf course is open. You know, you might as well close it at the same time. But it will be closed a week when the golf course is open, which whatever, it's no big deal. Right. I I know what you're saying, but yeah, it would it would make less sense to do two weeks when the golf course is open. You could do one and one. That's too bad. I'm dying to get out to the Sarah Bay at some point. Yeah, well, hopefully you haven't. You haven't hopefully you haven't quit golf by the time I. Uh, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to quit. I'll just keep grinding and get try to get better. Yeah. Now you when you took those lessons, I only took two. Right, but did you notice any difference, or was it? Yeah, a little bit. But I just want to—I—I I just got to start from square one. The grip. Am I Break standing too close to the ball, too far from the ball? Where—where where do I need the ball position on my driver? Where do I need a position? And my swing plane's terrible. I do the—you know—I can—I do the chicken wing sometimes mm. with my right. It's just the whole thing is just a disaster. You know what popped up ironically on my uh, Facebook page? Not that uh, long. That's ago? A, you, you had to bring that. You had to bring that up. 
I feel like I've been in solitary all day. Like, like just <laughs> no communication with anybody. I'm gonna have to like screenshot to make fun things of. to send them in text messaging. I'll like, have to like f- I'll have to friend like Denise Prince just so I could give yeah. you updates. Yeah, I'm like in complete solitary confinement right now. Because you didn't post, but now you have nobody to like to to, to talk to. I mean, the way we use Facebook for those scoring at home is we make fun of people. We have a group. Oh, yeah. If you want to get into our group, it's patreon.com. We need at least a $15 a month if you want to get into our group chat. And what do we do all day? We just screenshot idiots on Facebook <laughs> and and send it to the group and be like, look at this idiot. Yeah. So, And yeah, most of the food. time, we don't even use any captioning. No, you just send the picture. Because like pictures of our old golf buddy... It just it just speaks it, it, for it just speaks for itself. We don't. <laughs> it's even better left unsaid. You don't need to add the commentary. Now I do have to say, um, speak. I was saying on Facebook, I was a random uh, golf video came up, and it was a video from Jack Nicholas in like 1971, giving like a lesson, and he just said the most important thing is the grip. Mm. And so I'm like, well, I guess I could listen to the greatest golfer of all time talk about the grip for three minutes. So I, I watched the video, and he was saying how probably makes just total sense. He said, just grip it. Like the, you don't want your hand over, you don't want the other one. He said, just put your hands down like you would by your side, and just come together on the club, and that's it. So I started thinking about my golf, and I always had my my bottom hand turned over, mm-hmm. and my top hand open so i had like uh almost there was fighting each other so half the time because my top my bottom hand was was strong i'd pull the club that's why i hooked on my iron so i switched my grip and i started hitting my iron straight now it's still i think my alignment is poor because mm-hmm. a lot of times i still miss the greens and like you said the swing plane and the timing could still mess it up but when i was hitting good ones they were going straight whereas previously to to listening to jack my uh, my good ones I usually hooked, so I always played for it. I aimed a little to the right, and I would hook or draw my irons when I hit a good one. Now, if my good ones are going to go straight, that's a good thing. I can work with that, but it doesn't change much. I still haven't played. I haven't been playing that good, but I thought it's amazing how just you see something and it something can just click with you. Just a little tip like that. And you never know. Like you said, you might just be standing too far from the ball or too close. And like, if you just fix that one thing and get consistent with it, that could be what it takes to get you back on track. Although from what you say, it might be more than one thing. Yeah. Weight, weight balance. When I hit it fat, it's because I'm swaying. Yeah. Did you ever uh, get to the bottom of that 89? From Paul Goidos, whoever it was. Oh, from... uh... From Scott? Mm. Scott Dunlop? No. I've been thinking about that a lot. No, I I went in because I wanted to see if I want a skin. Right. So the assistant's like, I haven't finished entering, blah, blah, blah. I said, but I think think a two for one on four might win some money. And it's uh, relatively, it's probably the easiest hole on the golf course. It's about 135-yard par three. Right. But it's well bunkered, and it's a raw screen, so it's not... No, it's not easy to hit the green, and then it's not easy to get up and down. So I stiffed an iron to about 
eight or nine feet made a beautiful putt. So I said, I'm wondering if my two for one is going to be a skin. He goes, you're stroking on four. I said, I'm stroking on every freaking hole. He goes, and, you, and you're proud of that? I said, no, I'm not proud of it. But I, if I'm going to go out there and shoot 114 to get my 15 to my my entry fee, would be yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did, in conclusion, did you win the no, I haven't. I haven't, seen a, I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't gotten an email. So I'm going to have to check the pro shop. That's funny. <laughs> so that's like the 18th handicap. Whole probably, yeah, probably is the 1830. That's funny. You're stroking on four. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, You play four times a week. How are you stroking on this hole? <laughs> so now that I'm back with the bar, I have my unofficial beer sponsor. Oh, I got nice. Miller Lite, which is now my I've, I've kind of moved on from Gansett to Miller Lite recently. Nothing against Gansett. I've just been digging the aluminum bottles. So I got my Miller Lite in the aluminum bottle. It's Miller time. One sip, everybody knows the rules. The big question is, I know I've done a Miller Lite recently, and I don't remember what score I gave it. So I wonder how consistent I am. I'm going to say 8.8. I think that's close to where I was. It's just a solid light beer. I mean... This is, you know, I've, I've Narragansett is my still my number one, but this is my number two. What what do you go to after Bud Light? Coors Light is that your next one down the list? Yeah, yeah. So this would be like your Coors Light. This is, but I'll doing. tell you what I like better than a Coors Light though is Michelob Light. Mm. Why is that? I think it's a much better tasting beer. That's interesting. You don't see yeah. that one too much. Nope, Michelob Light is a great beer. Because I know the Michelob Ultra is very popular. And you get that on tap in oh giddy up. Yeah, it's not on tap in many places either. Is no, it? no. It used to be at this uh, Dahlgren Golf Course in Chaska. Little yeah. nine hole. Just a midville. Just yeah, decent track, yeah. but go- in gorgeous shape. And we'd be done with the round, and they had Mick Light on tap. And I'd have, oh, and it's like 92 degrees out there. And you take a sip, and you're like, oh, bastard, is this good. Now, if you go to a bar and they have Bud Light and Mick Light on tap, you go in Mick Light because it's more. I would rare. go Mick Light, yeah, because it's so rare. You can't find Mick Light on draft. No, not very often. That's interesting. That's an interesting peek behind the curtain. Yeah, when I used to, when I had my kegerator up in Chaska, I even asked the guy who owned the liquor store if he could order. He Mick said he, could, he couldn't get he couldn't get Mick Light draft. He couldn't get pony keg or quarter nope. quarter barrels for that. Nope. Should I get a kegerator for the new man cave? Uh, you, those things are nice, aren't they? They are. I don't know if I could. I mean, how long does it take to go flat? Like if you, because no, I think well, that, it's got the it's got the tube, so it's run. It's constantly it's running oxygen, so it's not going to go bad. So I could keep that there for two three months, and it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I figured that would be the main issue. You don't really save money, though, do you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, really? It's a lot cheaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That could get dangerous, though. I just sit down here and just start pulling the tab. Oh, it's so nice, isn't it? It's nice. I'm not going to do that. Those are the kegerators are expensive, aren't they? I got a, I got the Danbury at Home Depot for like four or five hundred bucks. Oh, that's not that. I thought yeah. they were more than that. I could get a. Beyond the Gates custom-made, like, keg tap. Yeah. <laughs> Get 3D printed off Etsy or something. 
No, that'd be stupid. All right, should we take our uh, first break here? Sure. All right, we will be right back. I locked the door real tight. Episode number 388 of the WDW. People call me on the phone I'm trying to avoid. But are the people on TV real or am I just paranoid? When I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair. Because I might open my eyes and find someone standing there. That's one of the few songs I know every lyric. That's a classic. It's a great song, isn't That's it? A classic. You know who sings? You know who did background? That's Michael Jackson. That's Michael Jackson. That's very. I mean, once you know that, it's obvious. You're like, oh yeah, who else could that be? You know the story behind that? Yeah, wasn't it Rockwell's dad? Yeah, so Rockwell's dad like owned Motown Records or whatever, whatever record label Michael Jackson was on. So he basically did it as a favor to him. I think he. I think he wrote the song too, Michael Jackson. I could be wrong about that, but I know that there's something with the record label. And go to YouTube, and that, that is just one great cheesy video. Oh, yeah. It's so like cheaply done and so 80s and low tech, but perfect. That's one of those songs that I will always listen to the whole thing. Like if it pops up, you're like, oh, yes. I wonder who's Rockwell. watching me now. Who? The IRS? <laughs> it's such a bizarre song, but it's catchy, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. So good. I feel like if that song came out today, it would be a hit. I don't think it's that's timeless. Like, I think so, for the most part. Even it's maybe timeless. more popular now with all the conspiracy theories going on. Change a couple lyrics and get a Fauci in there, maybe. Who's oh, just watching redo me it now. For now. Dr. Anthony <laughs> Fauci. Fauci's chasing people like... with needles. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's masking me. <laughs> and I'm saying I can't breathe. Oh. Oh God. He's got the he's got the needle in his hand just chasing people. <laughs> I wonder who's watching me. Oh, Dr. Fauci. Oh, we're gonna get some comments on this one. <laughs> well, luckily, you won't see them on Facebook. Don't listen into these jokers, <laughs> Doctor Anthony Fauci. Tony, you think he goes by Tony in his personal life? You know what? I don't think so because do you remember Trump used to always call him Tony? Oh, so he and I think. <laughs> he just did that to. To kind of dig at him a little I bit. I think so, don't you? This sounds about right. 
Doctor. I mean, you always have to refer to him as doctors, and he's calling him Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Anthony, just <laughs> Tony. Yeah, hey, Tony's gonna come up and speak for a few minutes. <laughs> you love that, don't you? No, oh, I do. I love breaking chops. Oh, it's nothing better than that. I think that. I think he'd love that more than anything. What, busting chops? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> the nicknames are all so stupid. It was so <laughs> Quick and Hillary. <laughs> <coughs> oh. All so dumb. I love it. <laughs> Pocahontas. Speaking of Disney, <laughs> oh, there we go. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit of uh, after hours parties. So, as you know, uh, if you're in if you're in uh, Walt Disney World's timeline, it's now Halloween. Early August is uh, officially the Halloween <laughs> season. So get your uh, get your costumes on. Get your candy bags ready. And uh, open up your wallets to get ready for the Disney After Hours Boo Bash. So it's not even the uh, not-so-scary whatever it used to be called. It's the After Hours Boo Bash. And it's a a three-hour fun-filled After Hours event. So we can... I'm on Disney's website right now. We got some of the details. For this, and I pull it up. They have uh, entertainment. Be be bewitched by Halloween cavalcades. So that's like their new word for not a parade, right? The cavalcade. Oh, okay. Like where they put like four yo-yos on it. Yeah, exactly. They don't do they don't do parades right now. Uh, enjoy character sightings. And there is a performance by the Cadaver Dans. The reason that they don't do parades, though, is still 100% COVID-related. Mm. As they're getting ready to bring more people into the parks. and It's not because they're cutting back on, on labor at all and entertainment. Included with your admission is you get uh, cheap candy that you can get at the dollar store. Trick-or-treating throughout the park. Spent one of their this is on their on their website. Spend less time in line. Enjoy shorter waits at over 20 Magic Kingdom attractions. And then uh snack and sip on these selections. So you do get a few things included. I'm trying to see what it says here. It's not giving me a lot of information on it. Read more. Add to the fun when you chill out with select ice cream novelties and more. In the midst of all the fun and festivities, take time to refuel with ice cream novelties, popcorn, and select beverages included with the cost of the event. Available at cart station throughout the park. In addition, you can purchase select menu items at several of the park's dine-in locations. So you got all that. You have the uh, Halloween decor, of course. And then all these crazy uh, food items that they come up with. Festive food and beverages. 
an apple ginger dale frozen drink, frozen apple cider mixed with ginger ale topped with whipped cream and chopped Twix cookie bars. That sounds absolutely disgusting. Like apple cider and ginger ale together, that sounds okay, but why are you going to put chocolate bars on that? That doesn't sound very good to me. And then they have the Foolish Mortal Funnel Cake. It's a funnel cake topped with Oreo crumbles, purple vanilla ice cream, green drizzle ice cream, icing, excuse me, M&M's. And uh, the M&M's are orange and green and purple. So that's probably like 10 bucks for that thing. Does that, does that tempt you? Any of those things to go to this? Uh... How much is it? Oh, that's the, that's the best part. So let's see. No, what'd you say was ten bucks? Oh, I'm I'm assuming that like funnel cake is like ten bucks to try that special funnel cake they have. So it goes from nine thirty to twelve thirty a.m. and or nine to midnight. So the other one used to be what you could get in at like four or five o'clock. Yeah, and then it was a. Uh, it went till midnight. Now you're getting three hours for basically the same price. So I'm looking at some of the details here. A lot of the dates are already sold out, um, according to the Diz, which I'm looking at right now. They have uh, the 17th of August is sold out, the 20th. And the 24th of August, all sold mm-hmm. out. September 14th, 17th, 21st, 24th are sold out. October 5th, 8th, 10th, 12th, 15th, 17th, 19th, 22nd, 24th, 26th, 29th, and 31st are all sold out. So basically every uh, every date in October is sold out. Now, do you have you looked at this? Do you know the price, or should do you want to no, guess? No, no. All right. Do I want to guess? Yeah. So there's a it's range. Be based. So yeah. So if you know for weekend nights are going to be more expensive. Right. So there's the uh, so in August and September, uh, pass holders and DVC members get ten dollars off the regular price. Once October hits, you're paying the same as everybody. Um, so just go take a guess, like give me a range of where you think what the most expensive to the least expensive. The most expensive I'm going to say is 195 and the least expensive is 125. No, you're pretty much right on, except you just had the last number wrong. So the least expensive is 129, that's in August and early September. And then for most of the dates in October, it's 159 or 169. And then Halloween is one ninety nine for three hours, which is crazy to me because it's not even like the old. That's more than the old party used to be, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And the other one that was a lot more, and it had a bunch of bunch of different stuff to do. I don't know. Yeah, between one twenty nine and one ninety nine. It doesn't, I mean, there's not a lot. So the cavalcades they have, there's the Mickey's Happy Halloween Cavalcade, which has Mickey Mouse, Minnie, Pluto, and pals dressed in hauntingly beautiful Halloween costumes. 
They parade through the park in this musical procession. The Disney villain Halloween cavalcade. A legion of villains unleashed to revel in this sinister season. Look out for fiends like Dr. Facilier, the Queen of Hearts, and Jafar as they celebrate just how wonderful it is to be wicked. And then Jack's nighttime cavalcade uh, is from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Skellington, Sally, and Oogie Boogie from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. And then uh, last but not least, Maleficent will also make an appearance in the form of a fire-breathing dragon. So they're, they're busting out the, uh, the old uh, dragon again. Now, this isn't something that you have... You've not done the Halloween one in the past, right? You've done the Christmas? Yeah, I did the Christmas. And you liked it. You thought it yeah. was worth it as a one time. Now, yeah, this is very different from what that one is. And you said you wanted to try the Halloween eventually, right? Oh, that, yeah, that was that's long gone. That that ship has sailed. Not with this stuff, but like I'm saying, even that at those prices, it's about what it was for half the amount of time and about a third of the amount of stuff. So it's pretty crazy to me. I also don't remember um, before COVID hit when they were doing the after hours things where you could go to the park for like three hours after it closed how much was that that was about a hundred bucks right yeah something like that basically to have the park to yourself have an empty park and i think you got like ice cream and drinks with that ticket too so this is basically that with a couple little incentives sprinkled in which is crazy to me this has no like i don't have much of a desire to do the halloween stuff at disney world this i have zero desire what price point would you consider doing this event even just to go in just to check out the decorations and have shorter wait times maybe 100 bucks 100 yeah see i was gonna say like 79 probably is where i would consider doing it just not a lot for me in this but i mean they're selling out all the all the dates so you know looks like we're the ones that are it's just everyone complains about the prices of these things and like yeah, everything up. being being slashed, yeah. but you can't get a ticket to them. Yeah, just keep your mouth shut. I wouldn't care. Like, if it was overpriced, which I think it is for me, but that doesn't matter. If it was that bad, people wouldn't go. Right? You know, at some the point, people who are complaining are the ones who are buying the freaking tickets. That's what drives me nuts. That's why I'm telling them to shut up. They go on social media and it... maybe I get maybe somebody will read this and then they go and buy the freaking ticket. Well, that's the problem. You got to you don't go on Twitter and complain about it. Just don't buy the ticket. Don't buy maybe, the ticket. Maybe they'll reconsider if they don't sell out any of them or if it's a dud, you know. It is what it is. So on that note, uh, they just announced the the Christmas party one, which is now called Disney Very Merriest After Hours event. Once upon a Christmas time at Christmas. So tickets for this special event go on sale August 20th. Um, and guests of Disney Resorts have advanced access beginning August 17th for dates that occur during their hotel stay. So the details. This holiday season, join loved ones and friends at an oh-so-jolly occasion during the world's most magical celebration. 
Ticket holders will be admitted to the Magic Kingdom Park as early as 7 p.m. on the valid date of their ticket, giving them even more time to enjoy park favorites before the event begins, um, including the new Disney. Which one is this now? This is the Christmas one. These dated tickets do not require an additional day theme park ticket or park pass uh, reservation. Admission to Disney Very Merry After Hours can be purchased online for... Do you want to guess? you want me to save that to the end to guess the pricing? Yep, yep, yep. All right. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Annual pass holders get a $10 discount on select dates in November. Tickets are non-transferable, blah, blah, blah. This four-hour event... So this is four hours now. It's held at Magic Kingdom Park. Begins at 9 p.m. on select nights from November 8th through December 21st. So 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's not bad. Four hours. Um, Now, things you could do. They actually have a parade, Bill. Catch a Christmas parade and more. Get in the Christmas spirit with the parade, fireworks, and more. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Wave to Disney friends during a holiday parade brimming with joy and magic. Now, is that included, or are you going to have to pay a little extra and get a separate <laughs> uh, band, and then they're going to stop pushing the people yeah, right. with only get one out. band off of Main Street? Yeah, this jolly procession begins with Mickey and Minnie and ends with an appearance by Santa Claus himself. Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks Show. Feast your eyes on a scintillating fireworks display hosted by Minnie Mouse. And the Club Tinsel Dance Party. Club Tinsel in Tomorrowland becomes the coolest place to get down when Denzians of the North Pole drop by for the cheeriest dance party in the whole Magic Kingdom. Um, and then they have character sightings. So they're not doing meet and greets still. So sightings um, and musical groups singing holiday songs. You can see beloved Disney characters. They spread holiday cheer around the Magic Kingdom. You may catch a sight of the Country Bears, Jiminy Cricket, and friends from the 100 Acre Wood. Plus, listen to the sweet sounds of the Reindeer Wranglers, a musical group performing seasonal songs. They provide sensational streetmosphere in Frontierland. Included with your admission, snack and sip on these selections. Again, you get the ice cream, the popcorn, and the soda. Um, Spend less time in line, same thing. Many attractions open. Themed offerings, savor the flavors of the season. They're going to have uh, things you can buy that are themed to Christmas and then delight in our decked out theme park, which you get to see the decorations. So this one, uh, this one's a little bit more to it because it's an extra hour and they're actually going to have fireworks and a parade, which brings it closer to what the other event was. I mean, the, the meet and greets aren't there, and it sounds like they're not doing the ride overlays like they've done in the past, like the Jingle Cruise. I don't know if that's going to be there, or maybe they just haven't announced it yet. But this one seems a little bit more um, more beefed up or more back to normal of what the other uh, after-hour events were. So do, do you want to guess uh, pricing on this one? I'll go 119 to 199. So 119 will not get you in the uh, in the ballpark though. Okay. So the the lowest price that you can purchase right now is $169. 169 is the entry on a Tuesday in in October. In November, yeah. Oh, November, I'm sorry. 
And then it goes all the way up to two hundred and twenty nine dollars. Two two nine. So that's gonna be you know in mid to late December. So for Kristen and I, that's four hundred and sixty dollars plus tax. Don't forget plus that. tax as an annual pass holder. Maybe we get five bucks. Do they give discounts? You get, or... uh, you get ten dollars off in oh, November. Okay. In November though. In November. So. That's fantastic. So we have annual passes that get us into the parks, and then we're gonna pay an extra four sixty. Right. For a parade and for four hours mm-hmm. park access. Okay. <clears throat> that would cost my family of four to get to this party for four hours $916 before tax to go to that. $1,000. $1,000. I'd rather stay at the Star Wars hotel for that price. thousand dollars i mean again they're gonna sell out of these things it's almost like they're trying to to see where the limit is does it it almost see like how much can we get out like what if it was three hundred dollars a person where would people draw the line on this or where would disney not consider it a success it's crazy to me 169 is the entry point I think again it was 2019, mm-hmm. and we we were right around just over 100. Yeah, probably 109 or something. Because I mean, it was hurt. Yeah, it was at hurting at 220. I'm like, you know what? We'll just do it this one time. It's a lot, but when it's that price, and it's on your vacation, you could do a non-park day, and then pay for that, and that's like your you just do the park at night. And you could kind of justify it, okay. But then, if you're going between a five and a six day pass, it only saves you what forty dollars or something. Yeah, right, right, right. But if you think of it as just your park entry and everything, so you know the hundred dollars—that's the base to get in the park now. Hundred and ten dollars or whatever it is. I don't know. It's it's pretty nuts. I couldn't, I could not justify spending a thousand dollars to go to this event as a family of four. Even like you said, two. Uh, I mean, five hundred dollars for the two of you to go to that thing. It's there's no way. There's absolutely no way. And no you're way. Not, and you're not a person that <clears throat> my like. It's not that you don't mind spending money at Disney because you've done Victorian Alberts, you've right. seen the Great Floridian, you've done Club Love, like all that kind of stuff. But you don't see any value in it at that price. I got to see some type of value, just some type, and. I think the 109, even 129, I'm not saying I would do it, but I could see like I could see you doing it. Been like, yeah, hey, we haven't done Christmas at Disney in two years because of COVID. Let's go do it. Spend, you know, $240 for us to do it. But when so you double like, it. If, if we were staying at the cabins and we brought Rody up and we had the Christmas tree up and we're totally getting into the Christmas spirit. Right. Yeah, I could see that, but because yeah, then you I, just spend the whole day at the cabin, and then you go at night for four sure, hours. And yeah, it's fine, yeah, and you do the whole thing, and you get a lot done. But not for five hundred bucks for the two of you, because you just even take, at the low end, it's almost four hundred. Yeah, it's out. It that that's just it's crazy. I mean, you are I, you are getting more from this one than the Halloween one, but you're paying a whole hell of a lot more too. Again, the extra hour you can get in at seven, so you're really getting between seven to one a.m., which isn't 
terrible for the. That's what it is. Not, so it's five hours. It's four hours. You get nine. Oh, I thought you said oh six hours. No, I thought you said seven to one a.m. Yeah, so you can get in at seven. Oh, oh, oh! But the oh, event oh, doesn't oh, start see, till nine, see. so it's okay. it's basically seven to one, so six hours in the park if you don't have a ticket. So if that's your only ticket, you could be in the park for six hours. You could probably get all the rides done if you really wanted to, if that's what you want to spend your time doing, because at the end of the day, the place will empty out between seven and nine anyway get a bunch of stuff done and then once the party starts you can do a few of the longer wait things bang those out do the parade do the fireworks but even that I don't, that's not worth a thousand dollars for me no not at all not at all not you know <clears throat> i again we loved it because we saw all the shows we saw the right. parade we saw the fireworks and we went on a ton of rides and as far as doing the checkbox for everything we got a ton done in a short amount of time. And we really enjoyed it. But I'm capping that at $125. $250 for the two of us. That's that's where I'm capping it at. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not going on a new ride. I've been on Pirates. A thousand times. A thousand times. Yeah. So to go on 1,001 doesn't change my life at all. Now, who is this? A lot of, like, this is like locals that do this and... I mean, they seem like they're pricing out a lot of the... Is this just the vacationers they're hoping to get? Is this a sign of things to come with the 50th right around the corner that just, everything's just going to be super high and they're going to cater to... That, I don't... I mean... What I what, what are you seeing as... <clears throat> what are you seeing as the common theme? The common theme is no wait time for the rides. Right. Well, what what is this paid fast pass going to be doing? Right, that's it's going to be, be squeezing exactly. everybody out so that there's not going to be a wait time for the rides. Yeah, I mean that's probably that's where it's going. They're trying it in in Paris now, right? And Instead I think you're going to have big... people who you get tired. You know, you you're going to be waiting a long time. They want people to wait for a long time, and then throw. And then they're going to sell. The and then they're going to sell these little. They they they're probably just. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the new norm moving forward. Hmm. Is you start throwing people out at seven o'clock at night and then just doing another hard ticket and say, come on in and ride all the rides you want for 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were already doing that to some extent. I mean, think about it. When I was a kid, they used to be open to Magic Kingdom nine in the morning to midnight every day. Every day. So now you just do a nine to six and then you throw all the, all the, all your regular customers out and then you have it open six to midnight. Right. And you have a separate gate. Yeah, I mean business wise it's business wise it's perfect, right? You have two gates now for the same amount of time. Yeah, you, know, you got a Red Sox game and in the sixth inning you're telling people to screw and then you're letting other people come in for the end of the game. <laughs> and you sell you got sell for selling them a more expensive ticket to right, watch the last yeah, three innings. You want to see yeah. the end, yeah. I mean it sounds ridiculously far fetched. But they're doing it. But it's where the it's where it's going, isn't it? It's not where it's going. It's there already. It's there right now. I'm just saying, like, you know, with the exception of the holidays, they were already doing it. Yeah, they were already doing it. It's just and they're got to do it. With the, now with all the Star Wars stuff open, like the Hollywood Studios one. Oh, come in at at seven o'clock. Stay seven till midnight, and you get guaranteed to ride Rise of the Resistance. One hundred fifty dollars. 
People will do that. Yeah. I mean, you go on, you know, the Toy Story Rise with No Weight, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, do the Star Wars stuff in four or five hours. They were already doing it. They were already doing these after hours things. Or the pre-park. Didn't they have the pre-park ones? It was like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. or something, and you could yeah, go in and ride so. the yeah, stuff? Yeah, 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 because I remember... I think Tim Tracker went and had breakfast at like six in the morning. Yeah, yeah, they right. were they were doing a bunch of these things right right while COVID hit, and that kind of took the wind out of the sails for that stuff. But that'll be back, especially with the fiftieth. Oh, enjoy the fiftieth celebration for just five hundred dollars. You can come and watch fireworks right on Main Street without having to push through crowds of people. As long as people are willing to throw money at it. Right. They're going to keep doing it. They're offering people what they want, even if they don't know that's what they want. But once the uh, once the opportunity is there, people are like, oh yeah, that's a pretty good deal. That's a good thing. But it, that's that's their point, though. They're trying to get rid of the the people like us that won't pay it. So they're whales, the people with the endless budgets. Mm-hmm. And you're right; they're just getting a double admission at these places now. It's different. You know, I mean, like we've said before, I never felt entitled to go to Disney World or like they owe it to me that I should right. be able to do it. But I always was able to, once I saved up and did it, I always felt like I was even with everybody there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they might be staying at a nicer resort, but once you, like when you're in the parks, everyone's on an even playing field. You get the same experience. You get the same great service, the same level of, you know, whatever people say magic, you know. But you felt like when you were there, you were treated just as good as someone who's spending 10 times as much as you, whatever, on their trip. You know what I mean? When you're inside Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Hollywood Studios, whatever, everyone was treated the same. That's not going to be the case anymore because there's going to be people wearing special magic bands that have unlimited fast passes because they're paying an extra hundred dollars right. a day. So they're going to get VIP, you know. So now they're going to make you feel like a piece of crap if you're staying at Pop Century and you don't spend the extra money for the fast passes. You're going to feel like a second rate citizen there, which never happened before. That's what I don't like. And it's their right to charge for it, and that's fine. They could do whatever they want, and people are going to pay it, and good for them. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't want to feel like I'm a piece of crap after spending $5,000 there to go on a vacation or $8,000 to do a family vacation where I have to save for mm-hmm. two, three, four years to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's not good enough for them. Like I'm, I'm one of their low end people now. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just, a, that's, that doesn't feel good. Like I don't have. You don't get that loyalty. You don't get the people going back two, three times a year when you start treating them like second-rate citizens if they're not spending a thousand dollars a night on extra events. That's kind of the way it's going. You know what I mean? And that's fine; they could do it, but I don't know. It takes away a lot of what makes Disney special. I mean, they I mean, created the values to bring in. A lot more people. Yep. And now it seems like they don't want... They don't want those people. They don't want those people. Which is fine. That could be their business model. But once you say... Like, once you're one of the... Once you 
get there, you should be treated the same as everybody because that's how it's always been. Like you said, you're not you're not guaranteed a Disney vacation every year or every five years. Like, but if you save up the money to do your once in a lifetime trip, and you can barely save enough to get there, and you're staying, you know, at the All Stars, we always make fun of the All Stars. But that's and when I say when I say they created the values to attract those people, what I mean by those people are people who spend five six thousand dollars on a vacation, right? Which is a lot of money. You Which could do a lot, lot of money for yeah. five, six thousand dollars anywhere else in the in the yeah, country. Yeah, we'll we'll joke about the All Stars. They're a buck sixty, a buck seventy five a night. Right, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And you know, when we joke about it, it's all tongue in cheek. We don't, you know, obviously people that stay there, there's nothing wrong with that. We've stayed, we've stayed at all of them. In oh the yeah, of home. course. And what <clears throat> what was always nice was when you did save up and it was your trip, even if you're staying at staying at the All Stars, you felt like you were treated like they were glad to have you there. Now it's like it doesn't seem that way. I don't know. It's just a. Uh, it's too bad it's going this way, and it's just we joke about things, and then it happens, or it ha- wor- worse happens, and you and then joke like about. we're 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 told by the true skirt wearers, don't talk about it. Oh don't yeah, say don't say. Why are you so negative? Right. This is a Disney forum. Take your negativity. No, we're talking. We're talking about what's going on right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there it was always about making money. But now it's just so brazen and in your face that, like, they even tell you this is just about making money. They they go almost that far. Like, once they start charging for fast passes in earnest and, like, you don't get them for free anymore and you just have to pay. Or it's tied to what hotel level you stay at. Well, the thing thing that I love, too, about these jerk-offs, too. Is oh, all you privileged people, all you're doing is complaining about something that's free. No, it's I used to pay for a prefix dinner, and now right. you're taking away my appetizer and my dessert, right? And telling me to take it. Like, I used to get free, tra- I used to get transportation to the hotels. It wasn't free, it was included. It was included, it was never free. Like, and parking say, at oh, the resort oh, no. was included. It was never free. Now they charge you for it. Well, I'm so glad that there's... I'm a local, and, and you know, we, we drive to the to the hotel that we're staying at. And I'm so glad that I'm not subsidizing people who take the Magical Express. Really? So you, you honestly think that your room's going down now? Right. You complete buffoon. That's that's nuts. Oh, yeah, Magical Express is gone. Now my, now my rack rate's going down. None of it was free. It was included. There's a right. huge difference between that. Yeah, but I'm saying like these people who are locals who don't use Magical Express are saying that they're happy that Oh yeah, I know. Now they mean. no longer have to pay for it. Right. It's like when you go on a all expenses paid all, or whatever, all uh all inclusive resort like to a, a cruise or some kind of thing like that. And people say the alcohol's free or whatever. It's not free. Right. You paid that's why you're, it costs you X amount to get here. It's included. So if they take it away and start charging for it and you pay the same rate, you could complain about that. Absolutely. It was never free. Like, yeah, you're right. That's that's insanity when people say it was free. Well, fast passes were free. They weren't free. They were included in your admission. If it was free, that means you could walk in the park and use a fast pass without having to pay. That would be free. And guess what? 
They were giving you 90, or or what were they giving you, 90 days? And I think the people like me who are really at the bottom of there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would we get? 30 days or something. That's why I could never get a decent fast pass. Because the resort reservations were, were getting the fast passes before I was. Right. Yeah, you could never get So they always had that, or whatever. that yeah. class warfare going down. but And that I can almost understand because... They were trying to incentivize people to stay on property. And sorry, pass holders, you're always second-rate citizens. And I'm fine. And I'm fine with that because when I was up there all the time, I'd rather have you get first dibs at fast passes than me because this is your once a year vacation, right? And I can go back the following week. But yeah, like all of a sudden, if well, if you stay at the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian, you could book fast passes a year in advance. If you stay at Pop Century, you could book fast passes the day of. Even that, I don't mind, but it's going to be a problem when they say, well, if you stay club level, which they start, they tried to do, but you paid for it. You know, you get this included, like you get five fast passes if you're a club level. You only get one if you're staying at Pop Century. Like, it, it just feels like they're, like you said, they're just setting up the, uh, the class warfare, so to speak. I don't know. Anyway, Christmas party, yay or nay for you? Sounds like a no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not paying five hundred dollars for. A Christmas party. <laughs> no. Are you out of your mind? That's nuts. All right. On that note, should we take our uh, second yep. break? All right, let's do it. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man always gets his way. <laughs> money, 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 money. Some might cost a little. Cost a lot, but I'm the million dollar man, and you will be bought. <laughs> All right, we're back for break. You just got through listening to episode number 388 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. I never heard that song, I was right. That's terrible. You don't remember the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase? No, that, yeah, I, remember I thought you watched media. wrestling in the eighties. Yeah, when I was like, like, yeah, that's when he was around, like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, kind of start late eighties, early nineties when I'm going into high school. Oh, so you and you can't you, you you can't talk to chicks that you want to bang and start talking WWF. They they just it's just like Star Wars and Star Trek. It doesn't go. It didn't work hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. that could have been one of your issues as well. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> as far as issues. Hey, you want to go? Know. You want to go to the Civic Center and go see Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Roddy Piper parts? <laughs> It was different. It was the attitude era. I wish I, I had school. that finger too. My dad bought me that gorgeous. Remember those middle, those number one fingers? You had the hacksaw Jim Duggan foam. No, I had um, Rowdy like Roddy. Oh, did you? Rowdy Roddy Piper was my favorite wrestler. I love Rowdy Roddy Piper. 
How did you miss the Million Dollar Man? They were all the same time, though. I think I stopped literally like 80. Like, WWF was like grade school and then kind of junior high. So, like, 87 might have went up. Yeah, you must have just missed him. I I feel like he was like 88, 89 when he was big. Randy the Macho Man, Savage. Yeah, all those. What was his girl? What was it, Elizabeth? Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, yep. Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, will you marry me? All these guys are dead. Well, Million Dollar Man's still alive. He's kicking. I used to actually, my, one of it's going back to Facebook. I had Howard Finkel as one of my profile pictures. The Fink? Oh, he was great, wasn't he? He was good, yeah. Did he ever get roughed up? No, I, not, he I don't ne- think he so. never Once did. Once in like, a while. No, he wouldn't announce a winner and the loser went over and smacked him with a chair so. or anything. No. Who The best was Bobby the Brain Heenan. He was the best. Oh, the weasel. The weasel, yeah. He was the best. I love Bobby the Brain. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary. Jesse the Body Ventura. Who was the one like they had like their like a little talk show? Well, Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit. I remember Piper's Pit. He had that, and then the uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake had the barber shop. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I like Paul, Mister Wonderful Ondoff. Paul, he just died like last week. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they all die young because of the steroids. Well, I, but I'm just saying that was just just recently. Andre the Giant. Who was the guy? George the Animal Steel. He used to eat the turnbuckles. Yeah, I think he's still around. Is he? I like George the Animal Steel. George Steel. Didn't he used to like have like? Is he, he like, a like a girl or guy? But it's like somebody who used to like have to hug him and like rub his head because he rubbed just... his head to calm him down. Yeah, yeah, because he was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Then you had the Bushwhackers. Don't know that name. Oh, see, so yeah, you were just. That I went like to the first WrestleMania. It was on closed circuit TV. Oh, at the Civic Center. At the, the Civic dunk? Center. I had to oh, leave because people were smoking weed, and I got sick to my stomach. Oh, really? Yep. Closed circuit. That was before pay per view, even right? They did before pay per view. Yeah, you had to go to these big sporting events and just watch it on the screen. Yeah, who was it? it was him and Mr. T, right? It was. Uh, yeah, it was Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan and, Mr. and Mr. T versus. Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper, yeah. In a boxing match, I think, wasn't it? No, it was it was the uh, steel cage. I think it was a steel cage match. Mm, I think you're conflating it here. Easy Lover was their theme song. Easy I'm so shocked you don't know the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. I know the name, Ted DiBiase. I know the name. I just don't remember him. The theme song. It's like no other. He had a tag team with a guy named Erwin R. Scheister, and his his initials are IRS. And he would go around, and he would threaten to audit people. He'd get in the ring. He'd say, you tax cheats from Providence, Rhode Island. You'll all be audited. People would boo him. He had, like, red suspenders and a briefcase. No. Erwin R. Scheister. Money, Inc. Million Dollar Man and Erwin R. Scheister. 1985 was WrestleMania one. That's right. It was my for my birthday, oh, which okay. was like two days later. So you were, you were, you two weren't even old. two. I wasn't even two yet. You yeah. weren't even two. WrestleMania one. WrestleMania. Tito Santana versus the Executioner. Ooh, remember Tito Santana? Yeah, El Matador later in in his career, because his father was like Bruno. Dun, dun, San Martino. 
Ring announcer Howard Finkel. Yes. Billy Martin for the main event. Was that the Billy Martin? Yes, it was. He, like, Alfred Manuel Martin Jr. He came out. Uh, he accompanied him to the ring. He, he, he was a ring announcer. So if, oh. It just said for main event, so he must have done the... And the commentators, Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse Ventura. Interviewer, Gene Oakland, Lord Me, Alfred Gene. Hayes. Which I oh, Lord Alfred Hayes. Special guest outside referee, Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's right. Special guest timekeeper, Liberace. Oh, this is some real old nerdy stuff. It was a spectacle. I'm pretty sure it was a boxing match, though. Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud. I remember that. <laughs> I remember him. These are the results. Tino, Mar- Tino Santana def- defeated the Executioner. King Kong Bundy. Mm. Defeated. Oh, what a great name. I remember this guy. He used to always wrestle in those like TNT, like Thursday night ones where there were four people in. They were in the studio. It was uh, Speedy Delivery Jones. Do you remember him? No, I never heard of him. Yeah, Speedy Delivery Jones was the guy. He was always. Then you had Ricky Steamboat defeated Matt Bourne, which I don't know. I don't know. Brutus Beefcake versus David San Martino. That's right, David San Martino. Junkyard Dog defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine. I remember those guys. The Iron, Iron Sheik. Sheik and Nikolai Volkov defeated Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. Mike Rotundo is IRS. That's who you're oh, okay. coming. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was a tag team match. I thought it was a boxing match for some reason. Maybe that was a different WrestleMania. Big John Studd and Andre the Giant. It's so dumb. Uh, all right. Well, I think we should probably all right. bring this thing to a close. Thanks for listening to episode number 388. You know where you can find us at WDWBTG.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at WDWBTG, YouTube.com, search for WDW Beyond the Gates, email info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. Did I forget anything? Negative. All right, thanks so much for listening to episode number 388 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. M-O-U.